Welcome to the Hell of a Catholic Podcast. I'm Father Josh Allen, the chaplain here at the Georgia Tech Catholic Center. This is Alex Carroll, focused missionary here at Tech. And I'm Kyle Simonis, pastoral lackey 2.0. And uh, today our topic of conversation is a simple one. Uh, I think it's a simple one, mm. you know. <laughs> um, it's uh, how to go to confession. How to go, I mean, hopefully most of you know the ins and outs of how to go to confession, mm. but uh, how to go to confession well. Is it, is it how to go to confession or why go to confession? Why go to confession, how confession. to go to confession. We're confession. Just, confession. just talk about confession. All right. It'll be good. Go ahead. I have many, Confess. many things to say, but I, I want to hear what you people have to say. Um, where, where should we start? I think the, the place to start is actually starting to go Wait, to how about this? Okay. Worst confession experience. <laughs> Don't name names. Okay, I won't name names. Mine was, I was in college. I was on a retreat. No, I was helping lead a retreat for some high school kids. Um, it was a tech retreat, Teens Encounter Christ. And I, I was going to confession. There was We were in a church area. We were in a church sanctuary. And there were multiple priests, so we were kind of spread out throughout the church. Mine was kind of back behind the altar. There was like a little side door, but it didn't close. Okay, so I'm, I'm in confession. It's fairly quiet out in the sanctuary area. This is before someone had the bright idea to turn on some, some background music. <clears throat> and I go to this very elderly priest. Probably 80. And I go, I bless You me. touched what? <laughs> no, no. First off, no. <laughs> and, yeah, well, essentially, I sit down and he wants me to follow five, and I'm whispering as low as humanly possible because <laughs> it is not that far to the next person who could hear my sins. He goes, you're going to have to speak up, son. Said, oh, boy. This is going to be a tough one. And so, without going into much detail, that was probably my most uncomfortable experience. I don't know if it was my worst, but it was most uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> my worst is, is a lot more sobering than that was where the I, I confessed my sins and the priest basically went on this it wasn't a rant but it was like the most dad sort of like i'm so disappointed oh. in you <laughs> as a as a as a priest like to me for wow. probably like four or five minutes and uh, it was it it's was a guilt trip yeah yeah i was like oh my gosh it was i felt terrible. not upset I'm i mean you know disappointed. That's <laughs> exactly. the worst, worst yeah exactly it wasn't the anger right mm -hmm. you're not it's you can deal with anger but it's like the disappointment the sadness um, so I mean the absolution helps, uh, but <laughs> man, yeah, leaving there, before that you know before that absolution came, oh man, Beat that down. Was, yeah that that sobered me up, sobered me up right uh, real quick. <laughs> my uh, my I actually I haven't ever had any kind of horrible confession experiences, mm -hmm. um, but my worst one was at a big one of these kind of big events where you walk into a room mm -hmm. and there's, you know, 50 confessors sure, or whatever. Yeah. And, it's a cool thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. Yeah. Um, so I go and I sit down in front of this priest and I'm telling him my Are sins. Are you a priest now? Or you, uh, no, I was a seminarian okay. at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling him my sins and all he's saying is, that's not a sin. That's not a sin. That's not a sin. <laughs> the whole time he's just kind of shaking his head. That's not a sin. Like, and, sure. you know, finally I looked at him I was like, well, I did this too. Wait, 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 wait. Is that a sin, Father? <laughs> you know, I'm like... <laughs> He's like, what you said's not a sin, but And then and then I'm doing my act of contrition and he's like, Okay, go in peace. I'm like, uh you forgot a part. Do I get absolution? He's like, You didn't commit any sins. I was like 
Okay. Wow. So I walked out, actually ran into the vicar general of the diocese, explained to him exactly what happened, and they went and took him out of the confessional. But uh, that was probably the worst experience I'd had. But oh, even that gosh. wasn't that bad. You know, right. it was... By then, I'm a seminarian. You get a little jaded to these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So that's worse. What about best confession experience? Now we all assume it's with me, but <laughs> definitely you know, not uh, counting me. That's fine. Father's on the list of my worst, I think. <laughs> Walking to the confessional, and Father just looks at me and goes, "Well, well, well." <laughs> <laughs> and I just turned around and walked out. I was like, "Mortal sin. It's worth it." <laughs> Hold on to it. I'll wait till the next one. <laughs> uh, best confession experience. Wow, that's a tough one, actually. I don't know. I don't know if I have a, a best example for you. He hasn't had any good ones. All right. I have one. Um, All of them are pretty good. Yeah, and so, yeah, and, and, you know, the worst one aside, just kind of like what, what y'all said, is that most most of the confessions have been incredible you know uh, you know up you know including the absolution but just the the way that the priests respond to you um is great i know mm-hmm. i think my best confession was um just having the priest fill you with hope that there is still ways to you know if you're if you're in places where um you kind of don't think you know you, you don't know if you're kind of going to get out or anything sure. like that and you kind of go in there and you're like it's kind of a you know kind of a last ditch effort of of you know getting that salvation and and the priest is kind of not only absolves you but also just i guess it's the other side of the dad coin of kind of giving you yeah. that motivation and that hope of uh you know you can do it you, you know you can do it uh you know go at it again that's what this place is that's what the sacrament's for um and, you know to keep that's on nice. trucking yeah uh, I remember my best one was my first one after 17 years of not going to confession. Yeah, that'll do it. And I remember the priest. <laughs> it's Father Brian Higgins, one of the uh, priests here go. in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. He was behind the screen. He didn't know who I was at the time. But uh, it was really, really good. Um, and it was interesting because it's not like, I mean, he didn't really do much, really. He just, I had a list. I had written it down. I asked him, can I just read it? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. And he just sat quietly the whole time while I read the whole list. And um, some of it more moving than others, mm-hmm. you know, for me. And then at the end of it, he was just like, that was a really good confession. And he told me, he was like, I feel like God is really, he's got some sort of plan for you. Like, this is not a normal kind of confession. And you should just be paying attention to what our Lord is trying to tell you. So at the time, I'm like, you know, thinking about going to the seminary and this, that, and the other. So the next time I see Father Brian Higgins is when I go to speak to the vocation director. And I sit down in this room and he comes in and he shakes my hand. He's like, hello, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I kind of freak out because the guy who's talking to me is the voice, right? right? He's the guy, the vocation director is the guy that heard my confession and said that, you know, God's got some sort of plan for you. Make sure you pay attention. You know, this, that, you know. All right. Fine. (laughs) That's the thing, like, and then then there's all kinds of, you know, middle experiences in between. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's not like the middle experiences are bad. They're, it's just confession, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like going to the doctor, you know? Right. You remember the really bad experiences and the really good ones, but the rest of them are just fine, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I've made a lot of good confessions in my life, and I've also made some bad ones, right? Sure. So, how do you make a bad confession? Mm. For me, I just don't go. <laughs> okay, so that's yeah. not even going to confession. Right, yeah. Put it off until like the very last minute, or you do the priest hop, right? You know, avoid the priest that you know. Or you do, 
be very generic in your mm-hmm. talking yeah. about your sins. Yeah, really, really generic. Yep. Get in the get in the back of the line. So you know, my favorite is like uh, my favorite for the generics is you get people that come in. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been ten years since my last confession. I've really made some mistakes. Amen. That's it, <laughs> that. That's it, Father. I'm like, um, well, I wonder if we could be a little more specific. Yeah, I don't think right? the sacrament has changed. You know, we got a, we got a. Let's just let's just lay out a few of the mistakes. Yeah, you know, let's go for the Big Ten. Exactly. <laughs> let's we got let's have a ten part. Ten part there we go. I'll help. You know, yeah. um, thou shalt not kill. Exactly, but it's like people kind of go through that, or they'll come in and they want to be general, and yet. They want to make it clear that it's serious, mm. but they don't want to actually tell you what it is. So come in, Father, I've basically broken all the commandments. And then every single priest that I know leads with the same thing. How many people did you kill? <laughs> right? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't kill anybody. I was like, oh, wait, well, how'd you break that commandment? Oh, man. Right? They're like, oh, well, maybe I didn't break that commandment. Well, wait, but you haven't been angry at anybody? You're telling me you hadn't broken that commandment? You're a liar now. You know, it's like, they're like, oh, my gosh. So then it's like, uh... Why don't we just? Why don't you just tell me what your sins are? They're like, oh, thank goodness, you know. <laughs> so you coerce them into confession. <laughs> well, I, I remember. I remember one of my confessions. I was being very, very general to the priest, and the priest was just basically like, "What the hell are you trying to say?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Okay, right." That's all. That's funny. So easy ways to make a bad confession. Uh trying to hide your sins. Yeah. Right. Either be by being vague, or the other one that people will do is they'll be listing off sins, blah 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 blah, and in the middle of all of the kind of sins that are so mind-numbingly boring, mm-hmm. you know, they throw in that they cheated on their wife six times, uh, and then they just keep going and going yeah. and going, and then they always anybody that comes to me for confession, they always think they've gotten away with that uh, because I don't tend to interrupt you unless there's some extraordinary situation. Yeah, I always when I was a seminarian, I would get very distracted if the priest wanted to stop yeah, and talk about every it. sin. Yeah, I'm like I got this list in my head, and, it. and then I forget it. Right, that's true. Mm-hmm. So I always try to let people finish their whole confession, and then I go back. Right, that's good. That's good. The other thing too is why stop and talk about you know uh-huh. uh, a brief uh, momentary lapse in concentration during prayer when mm-hmm. you know they've killed eight people. Right, right. You don't want to you don't want to spend all your time at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, people will try to hide their sins, right? Um, or they try to be overly vague. Um, and that's just another way of not really being sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another way of not um, having contrition is when we try to hide it. Especially, I mean, especially when you're behind a screen. You know, that's kind of, that's kind of where it, it becomes really hard to understand. Like, yeah. one of the reasons the screen is there is to give you the freedom to lay it out without having to... I mean, it's not necessarily about the priest not knowing who you are because, let me tell you what, I know most people's voices, right? Yeah. It's not about me not knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, about, yeah. it's, it's about you not having to look at the person, mm-hmm. you not having to kind of be distracted by what he's doing or thinking or saying or, or anything. Um, it's about you... And God, and you know, a confessional screen. There ought to be a crucifix right there, yeah. so you can look at the cross. You can confess your sins, um, and then and then hear those words of absolution that come from Christ. Like that's what it's supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of things kind of can get in the way, and sure. nerves are one of them. Um, but it's one of those things. Like if you're really nervous about going to confession, go where there's a screen and lay it out. Yeah. Um, I always tell people to start with the sin that you're the most embarrassed with. First of all. 
you're very, very likely that that's going to be the one the priest forgets about anyway. Yeah. Right? Because you've got this other long list of stuff, and a lot of times <laughs> the one they talk about is the last one you mentioned, not the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, you know, just kind of lay it out there. Lay the stuff out there first, and then go through the venial stuff. Um, but it's amazing how people try to hide it. Or what's worse is people won't confess it at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. they'll come in confession, and they're so embarrassed about the sin that they won't confess it. And it's hard for me to understand that at this point. I've heard so many confessions. Being embarrassed about a sin is like, you got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. You know, the, the last 74 people in front of you did this much better than you did. <laughs> you know? And more for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never say that to somebody, but yeah. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to remember a time when I was embarrassed about sin, right? Yeah. But, but people do. They get embarrassed, and so mm-hmm. they'll just fail to mention something. You'll come to confession intending to confess X. And you confess everything in the world except for X, thinking that, oh, well, I kind of went to confession. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't work that way. You've got to name your serious sins by kind and number or the confession is not valid. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, not like you get, it's not like you get forgiven for part of your sins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all or nothing. Um, and that's hard for people. It takes a profound amount of humility to come in and to name your sins what they really are. Right. You know, to trust that the priest is, you know, as faulty as he is is going to give you absolution, is hopefully not going to give you an advice that hurts you. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and things are going to go okay. Um, so that kind of reserved, untrusting attitude in the confessional is not the most helpful thing in the world, um, especially if you keep it private. It's interesting. You'll get some people to come in, and you can tell that they're nervous or they're reserved or they're unsure, but they're making it very clear. And at that point, the priest can work with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can work with someone who's like, I'm, they come in and they're like, you know what, Father, I'm really kind of terrified of naming my sins. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I can work with that. Cool. You know, we stop, we pray a little bit. You know, I tell them about a confession experiences that I've had, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And then the person's like, okay, okay, this is going to be okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? Really um, but the problem is when, you know, we come in and we, we're not honest about it, right? Yeah. Um, so at any rate, how do you, how would you, if you were going to make, I assume both of you have made good confessions, I can neither confirm nor deny that, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, how would you, if you were going to recommend to someone how to make a better confession than they make now, mm. what would you recommend that they do? Uh, find, a, find a confessor, go frequently to the same person. Same confessor over yeah. and over again. Yeah. That does good. make a difference. It does. Um, Especially if they, especially if they know who you are, mm-hmm. that makes a big difference because yeah. um, over time a confessor will remember, yeah. um, and it, it becomes a point at which someone can actually encourage you if you're getting better at something, yeah. or would they change something if you're getting worse at it? All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and all that stays behind the seal. You know, you never talk about it outside the seal. Yeah, it's never anything like it becomes that. sort of like a spiritual direction moment yeah. there in that confession. Uh, preparation, really good preparation. So like, don't just like walk into the church, get in line, and then start thinking about your confession. You know. Of course, like you'll you'll probably have your mortal sins at the top of your list in your head, but like if you really want to have a good confession, I think take that time in prayer that we should all find throughout the day. Take that you know half hour to really examine your conscience well, and then even add like a daily examination of conscience. So like that examination before the confession is that much easier because you've been sort of mulling over these things that you're failing at um, every day. That would be my advice. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the those are the two big ones for me. We, you said, Alex, um, just kind of a practical standpoint to help the priests out too. It's just, you know, I remember reading an article where to help 
make everything more succinct and have the priest help you more is to you know focus on naming your sins and and then also at the end you say and for these for these sins I'm heartily sorry because uh, then you're able to make um, you know yours is good your confession is good it's it's pithy it's um, it's very efficient and it also allows the priest to kind of work with that and you know they're not trying to kind of move on to the next person yeah. or yeah. anything yeah I think um, from my experience uh, I think if you want to have a good confession I think um, a couple things. Every once in a while, use a different examination of conscience than you're used to. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be more detailed. right? There are examinations of conscience out there that are three, four okay. pages long with yeah. tiny yeah. little type. Yeah. And what they're doing is naming all these different venial sins. right? And you, you don't need to name all the different venial sins. Venial sins you can confess by category. Mm -hmm. right? Lack of charity in my words category like you don't need to talk about all the different ways that right. somebody can be uncharitable in their mm -hmm. words right unless it's serious right sure. it's different if you yeah. you know publicly humiliated someone that kind of you know that's different yeah. right yeah. um but uh i think that's good use a different examination of conscience every once in a while it's really good um prepare your confession i know there are priests out there i remember i've gone to them before who bristle when you walk in with the list because they're like, oh, no, 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 this is not the way this is needed. We need to just use your heart and confess from your heart. No, 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 no. From your heart to a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. Right? Or from your heart to your confession app on your phone. Or mm -hmm. from your heart to a list in your mind. Mm -hmm. um, so that you make sure you get everything. That's the problem is, you know, you get in the confession. And if you're not careful before yeah. long, you've left. Right. And, and you're walking out and you're like, oh, dang, I meant to confess that. And there's nothing to worry about with that. Like, you've that's forgiven. But now you still have to confess it the next time. Yeah. You need to name it, right? Um, you don't have to worry. that Even if it's a serious sin, it's been forgiven. You've received God's forgiveness. But if you've forgotten it. Um, but you still have to name it the next time. Um, so that kind of thing can be good. The other thing I always find very helpful for people is when they come in, they name their sins. If there is a sin that you want to talk about, tell the priest. Yeah. Tell the priest, I could really use some advice on this. Yeah. And then go on. Because otherwise, he may give you advice on something that you actually you actually know how to deal with. You just haven't been you haven't sure. been doing it. You know what you need to do. Or, and he spends all this time. And then you get to the end and, and, and the person says to the priest, yeah, I know that. Um, I just need to do it. And, you're, and I'm thinking to myself, well, gosh, I mean, I could have talked about something else. Yeah. Right. right. So if there's something that you want advice on, tell them that's what you want advice. And the last thing is, and this is, this is a touchy subject for people, but try to be aware of how long the line is. Try to be aware of how long the line is. Now, I always tell people, somebody complains, you know, they come in and they say, you know, Father, there's a long line and your last confession was 20 minutes. And I always want to tell them, well, it's none of your business. Yeah. Right? That's but what true. I always tell them is everybody gets the time that they get. That's the way it works. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Some people come in and you're in the middle of a super long line and you need 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe you need 30 or 40 minutes. And that's fine. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are not in need of that kind of confession... Um, being aware of how long the line is is very helpful. Um, one of the things that's happening in our country right now, at least in places that offer confession, is more and more people are coming. Yeah, it's good. Which is great. And this is a problem because there's not more priests. Mm -hmm. They're not just coming time, to confession yeah. more. So, like, here we're now offering confessions four, five, six, six different times a week. And they're always packed. Yeah. 
It's like no matter no matter how many times I add, they're always packed. It just we just added another time on Sundays, and it's already packed. And I'm like, okay, so we got to add another time. So that's fine. So we'll figure it out. But yeah. um, but I'm just one priest, right? Sure. And there's all these people, and you got to figure out a way to get through everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all that all that stuff can be can be very good. But the most important thing um, in confession is to really ask God before you come in to give you a contrite heart. Because if we're not careful, especially when you get used to confession, you come in all the time. Um, I used to tell people that I could go into confession. I actually could record my confession on my phone and just walk in and play it. It's the exact same every time. The only thing that changes is like the number of times this might have happened. Since I've become a priest, that's not the same thing. I, I have all kinds of fun new things that I do. But... Um, <laughs> But before, like when I was a seminarian, it was always the same stuff. And I'm like, at some point, you get bored with your own confession. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not asking God to give you a more contrite, sorrowful heart, what will end up happening is if you're not careful, you actually grow cold to your own sins. Mm -hmm. Because you're confessing them so often with no real contrition. Sure. Right? You become cold to them. Mm -hmm. And so asking for that contrite heart and honestly legitimately trying to work on them. Yeah. It's very important. You get people to come in confession, they sit down, like blah blah blah, 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 blah five, I've sinned, it's been blah blah, blah and they let me and they rattle off three sins. They're doing it as fast as they possibly can. And I'm thinking to myself, this person is not displaying any desire whatsoever to change their life. Yeah. They're just here. And that's the person that I don't give them any advice. I just give them a I just give them a uh, penance and send them on their way. Sometimes I do that a lot. I used to not. It's same Bridget, but my previous parish, I used to never just give people absolution and have them move on. But here, I just have so many people. Yeah. Like half the time, I'm just giving you, I'm not giving you any advice at all. I just give you absolution mm-hmm. and send you on your way. Because I know there's, you know, I'll ask somebody that comes in and they're like, oh, yeah, there's eight people behind me. Yeah. And I got 20 minutes left. Yeah. You know, so. It's a tough dilemma. Uh, yeah. 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 And I know people, sometimes people get upset with that. I've heard people. Um, we'll go to the cathedral mm-hmm. and they go in to say their sins and you know the priest is kind of it's car wash man just just yeah. getting it done and it's like they're looking for something more but make an appointment with the priest yeah you know it's fine if there's not a super long line mm-hmm. right but realistically this priest is like what these people need that are behind you is they need absolution yeah. you never know if the next guy in line is the guy that's going to die in mortal sin if he doesn't man. get into this confession that's a, that's the yeah. big thing right there. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we always got to think of. It's like if I get rushed through, the, if I feel like I get rushed through the confession, we have to remember: is the guy behind me might be out of a state of grace and could be dying tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Now, of course, we would hope that God would have mercy on him. He's standing in the sure. professional line, yeah. but right. nevertheless, made some intent. That kind of mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So any um. Before you wrap up, any good? I want to hear some good confessional stories from the priest. I Should I name names? No, no, name names. We talk very broadly and generally. Please don't name my name. Uh, I'm just curious. Some good ones. Uh you've mentioned a few of them to me before. Like one of them was, I think, like the overly vague person you mentioned. This oh yeah, well, there, there's before. all kinds of people that yeah. are interesting like that. Mm-hmm. Like the really my my favorite one. Well, the best confessions ever are. <laughs> First confessions. Oh, sure. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you get the little kids that come in, and this is not a video podcast, but, I mean, they're rocking all over the place and fidgeting, and their legs are going everywhere, and they're all nervous. <laughs> you know, when they come in, and they're like, 
you know, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I was, I didn't pay attention to my mom, and you know, I stole my brother's pencil, and whatever it is they say, and they finish, and you know, you talk to them for a little bit. They're not paying attention at all. All they're doing, you could see it in their head. The only Try thing they're doing remember. is reciting the word, that the, the act of contrition in their mind. Oh, like I can't forget the act of contrition. And then you finish, you give them a penance. They say the act of contrition. And you can see this like visible relief, as if that was absolution. It's like, yeah. well, thank goodness, I've done what I'm supposed to do. You know, now it's all on him. Oh, and uh, cool. you give him absolution, and then inevitably they're like, "What was my penance?" Yeah. Right? Because they, they they've already forgotten it. Right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, those are great. I love hearing first confessions. Um, they're yeah. they're really really sweet. Uh, I do remember one time. Yeah, this is this was funny, I and mean, it's fairly anonymous. I mean, but. Um, I remember one time I had this first confession where I had this little girl come in and uh, she's listing all her sins, which are typical little kid sins. Mm. And and then she says, um, and Father, I broke the sixth commandment. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, that's not one I've ever heard for a first confession. <laughs> sixth commandment is thou shalt not commit adultery, right? <laughs> and uh, so the first thought that goes through my head is, I hope something hasn't happened to this little girl yeah. that she thinks is her fault. Right. So then I'm trying to think, okay, how am I going to approach this? And then I think, she's probably just mixed this one up with someone else. So I asked her, well, when you say you broke the Sixth Commandment, what do you mean? And uh, she's like, oh, well, I was mean to my brother. And I was like, oh, okay. That's probably more the Fifth Commandment, um, but that's okay. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, thank God. <laughs> What has happened? This is a seven-year-old girl. You know, <laughs> what is going on in our schools today? It's like what is oh, going on? <laughs> so gave her absolution. She went on, but I mean, they're uh, they're they're really really adorable. Um, confession's a great experience for a priest. Um, I always tell people to try to uh, try to not be nervous. Um, there's nothing you're ever going to tell a priest that we haven't heard a million times. Even like. Whatever sin it is that you're holding in your heart that you are so ashamed of, I have heard it 15 times today already. You know? I mean, it's... Any priest that hears confessions regularly within... I mean, actually, any priest that hears confessions regularly within the first week or two of his priesthood has already heard everything he's ever going to hear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you've already heard everything. And uh, people come and they're so, they're so ashamed and they're thinking... You know, this priest is, is going to be, it's going to think badly of me, right. right? That's always, and I hear that all the time, right? Because I've got people I give spiritual direction to, um, and they begin to realize that, like, I'm encouraging them, I'm admiring them, I think they're doing a good job. And then what happens is they don't want to disappoint me. And so they'll go to confession to someone else. And I, I mean, it's not like I don't know that's happening, right? Um, so all of a sudden, you know, somebody I used to see every two weeks, I'm not seeing hardly at all anymore. And when they are coming, it's only been a few days since their last confession, and they're only confessing tiny little things. And I'm thinking, okay, now you're just trying to impress me, right? <laughs> um, that kind of stuff happens, right? Uh, and it's a shame, because the priest never wants to be in the, in the way, right? You never want to be in the way. Um, you don't need to ever worry about disappointing the priest. It doesn't matter how many times it happens. It doesn't matter that you keep coming back for the same thing over and over again. That you're like, I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to disappoint Father Josh. I don't want to disappoint Father Brian. I don't want to disappoint this priest. We're not disappointed. We're never disappointed. That's not that's not what we do. Jesus Christ is not disappointed in you. Jesus Christ is happy you're confessing. He wants you to keep coming. 
and he's going to keep giving you grace. And it's going to, things are going to be done when they're done. We should always be trying our best, but even when we're trying our best, we're not always going to be done, you know? Um, so it's just a, it's a great privilege here confessions. I really love doing it. Actually, if I don't hear confessions for a few days, I really start to not feel right. Really? You know, it's like when I'm on vacation, like it's been, it's been several days since I've heard confessions. Guys always celebrate mass on, on, on vacation, but you don't always hear confessions. It's like been several days since I've heard confessions. I'm like, it's not right. Like, what am I doing with my life? You set I'm just up wasting yeah. away yeah. at the beach. Like, or set up, set up a booth on the yeah, exactly. Set up a booth on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. But I mean, priests priests love to do it. You know, they love hearing confessions, and they want to. So, uh, any of you two people that are listening, um, you know, make sure that uh, make sure you go to confession. Uh, definitely during Lent, right? Definitely make sure you make it during Lent. Uh, prepare well for Easter. Any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I think I would love to just, man. God, I just want to. I just want to know like the crazy things that you get to hear sometimes. <laughs> Why? Well, I have. I have a room. I, I know. I know it's not that crazy, but like, I just want to know if like there's ever been like an Italian mobster walk in and like just confess some like real stuff, and then like, you have to keep that secret. Like they make movies about that. I'm, that's very interesting. You know what I'm saying. I mean, or if someone ever tries to like pay you off, that's what I want to know about. Alex, there's not a sin that I have not heard in confession. I know that's multiple that's, times. It's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> it's like national security. You could hear about it, knowing knows. That's, that's <laughs> well. That, that's what I wanted to bring up, sort of, is that because confession is, and m- most of y'all probably have, have know this, but for those who who might not, because confess confession is an internal form, correct? Yes. It's so that nothing that you say in confession can ever be spoken of or even like hinted at right so you can't well you can't identify a person with a sin okay right so it's not that i can't talk about you know Mm -hmm. adultery okay that i hear i hear people confessing adultery right what i can't do is in any way identify a person or or even a place right yeah right i shouldn't identify a person or even a place like oh i heard this at saint bridget Right, right right Um, you shouldn't identify a person or a place with any particular sin. But is that connect? So that's only connected with sins, or even like mundane things that are said in the confessional. Anything in the confessional. So anything that's yeah. said in the confessional, you can't. Right. Yeah. Allude. To, okay. At least you know to that. Because that's that's person. information that's not mine. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some debate about that. About like, what if somebody? Um, I mean, there there is some debate about whether mm-hmm. everything in the confessional is under the seal or if it's just stuff that's clearly sins. Like, so what if somebody introduces themselves to you in the confessional mm-hmm. and now you know their name, right? And then you see them outside of the confessional. Can Do you, you use their, their name, name, right? I mean, that's obviously not sinful sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, they intended to tell you. Right. Yeah. Still, they intend for you to use it. Um, I don't use it. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I have a I have developed a habit as of a pre as a priest of not greeting people by name, mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people's names because they've introduced themselves in the confessional, right. and I don't know if I can use that. I've heard people tell me that I can. Mm-hmm. Really good canonists tell me that I can, and I've heard really good canonists tell me that I can't. So mm-hmm. I think the uh, that's I think kind of the, stuff I'm interested in right there. I mm-hmm. think the uh, the 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 benefit of the doubt has to be given to the to the negative in that right. case. Yeah. But even like there was so. was it a couple of years ago there was there the state of Louisiana was trying to get a priest to to testify but based on something they heard in a confession and he wouldn't do it and they were gonna like make like a court order. Yeah, that's intense. That's one of those things like so you come in and you confess that uh, you, you blew up the twin towers. Blew up the twin yeah. towers, and maybe went a little too far there. I'm so, sorry. Fine. Well, so okay. somebody comes in yeah. and wait. You didn't do that, did you? No, I didn't. Okay. So uh, to destroy this. That's right. <laughs> so 
you come in and you you confess that you're part of something very serious, right? Like so, right. like, like that movie, that Alfred Hitchcock movie, I confess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that movie, some guy comes in and confesses. I can't remember if they confess that they saw the murder or they were part of the murder. But like I, it's been a long time since I've seen mm-hmm. it. But so now the priest knows who got the murderer evidence. is. Yeah, got evidence, right? He's got evidence. They got all the stuff, and. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter what happens. Somebody somebody subpoenas you. Mm-hmm. You go to court. Even if you go to court, I mean, the diocese is going to fight hard to even keep you out of court. Because right. there's been plenty of court cases and, and there's precedent, mm-hmm. yeah. even from the Supreme Court, that we can't be called to testify about that kind of stuff. That's good. But that can change. Yeah. Right? So if that were to happen, um, the priest is obliged under penalty of excommunication to sit there and say, I cannot speak about this. Right? You can't speak about it. Um, you're not even supposed to. You're not even supposed to say whether a person even came to confession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Can you deny that, or you just not comment? Like I don't know. Yeah, so it's like, right, if it's like at what point do you start me, lying? So somebody clearly knows that you came into my office, mm-hmm. right? So if somebody asked me, "Well, were you talking with Alex in your office?" I can say, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was doing that." Because right. at least you walking in and out of my office was not part of the seal, mm-hmm. right? Um, but. Uh, they say, well, did you have confession while you were in there? And mm-hmm. I would explain to them, like, you have to understand with the seal, I can't even say whether mm-hmm. our conversation was confession. Yeah, see, that's the thing, because, like, if someone asks you, you know, has this person ever come to confession to you, you can either say no, which might be a lie in your case, or you can say, I can neither confirm nor deny, but see, which could be you, a confirmation. I, I don't think you can even say no. I think you just say, exactly. that's not the kind of question I can answer. Right, yeah. right. That's so, now, I may have that wrong. Somebody, you know, I doubt there's anybody with any sort of Training, listening to this, yeah, canon lawyers, um, listening to this people that are stuck in traffic and thinking <laughs> to kill themselves, to this, right? Um, but I mean, if somebody's out there and they have a, a a clear understanding of this, but I kind of I kind of take the uh, never tell anybody anything approach. Good call, Good which call. I think is the probably the best one. Which is pretty badass when it comes down to it, though. So yeah, come to Father Josh for confession. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then after a while, it gets to where it all blends together. Mm-hmm. So you just look at everybody as no, I, you did all that stuff. I, <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say like you look at everyone with like an innocent gaze. No, 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 no. Said, everyone is all the worst equally sinner. guilty. Yeah. And then you just have to come to terms with the fact that it's okay to be friends with an adulterer, or, you know, a murderer, or whatever. Oh my gosh. It's like, well, that's comforting. <laughs> Great. I thought we were really making some headway. I feel confession. And now Father Josh views everyone as an axe murderer. That's right. <laughs> but that's the thing. If you consider them all axe murderers, you're not surprised. Yeah. You know, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that person in traffic had just killed himself. Like that's they, right. They just committed it. Okay. Well. All right. Well, thank you for tuning into the Hell of a Catholic podcast. If you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns, clarifications, any of you canonists out there that want to answer any of our unanswered or poorly answered questions, uh, please email us at podcast at gtcatholic.org. Thank you and God bless. Mm-hmm.